Previously on Creepcast. Someone really might be almost pregnant. Maybe Pacey could be almost be maybe getting someone pregnant. Joey's pregnant. Joey is late on her period. Gail's getting admitted to the hospital for a baby. Oops. Hi, Gail. Here's the baby. Happy, Happy baby. Baby, baby Leary coming in. Fresh fish film family. It's perfect. Fish, friends, family. It is real close. If not, time for prom. It is high school, so there's going to be dances. My boy Drew keeps making appearances. Pacey is screwing himself here by fucking going, I doubt me, and I doubt this relationship. Joe is really afraid that something's going to happen to Jen, or that Jen's going to kill herself. Hopefully Jen doesn't commit suicide at the prom. But yeah, everybody's just going to kind of go to prom and have fun. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT, crusty old broad money. And with me, the most humble co-host on earth. Yo, it's me. It's that motherfucking Chucky B in the house. And what we're here to do every Monday is first give out a whole lot of love. LOL. Lots of love. Get it. Give it. Got it. Good. (laughs) Give it. Get it. Got it. Good. It doesn't matter. It's all about love flowing in all directions. So it doesn't matter what order you put it in. Get it. Give it. Got it. Good. So what we're here to do beyond that is talk about Dawson's Creek. This week, season four, episodes 19 through 21. Yeah, it's another three pack. It's that last three pack of the season. So, you know, we are here to kick it with you, Dawson's Creek style, baby. And they kicked it into high gear in the drama department in these episodes. But before we talk about that, let's talk about what you thought was going to happen through your predictions. Episode 19, late. You came out the gates firing on this one. Joey is late on her period. Crack. Boom. I'm just swinging first hit. First pitch. First pitch of the game. And motherfucking Chucky B over here just like, bitch, I'm hitting you out to park. Now that she's been fucking Pacey, she's going to fuck up her future at Worthington by having a little witter running around her belly. Gail is late on her baby being born, so they need to force it out with a C-section. They're just going to yank it out there so hard and be like, here's a baby. Andy is almost late for something with the Florence Familia. She's pregnant with twins from some guy named Rodrigo. I'm interested in meeting Rodrigo someday, but it wasn't this day. (laughs) Uh, So here's what actually happened. As Gail struggles with an overdue baby, Joey worries that she may be pregnant. So right there. Boom. Look at that. That's like the two main things that I covered are covered in the breakdown for this fucking episode. You just had a little fun with Andy, but the main shit out the park. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I'm sure the Andy fun doesn't stop there. <laughs> well, let's hear about it in Promicide, episode 20. So this is definitely the prom episode. Maybe Andy was almost late for her flight to come back from Florence. 
hopefully Jen doesn't commit suicide at the prom. But yeah, everybody. Oh. Hold on. We'll get. Oh, we're definitely going to get there. But yeah, everyone's going to kind of go to prom and have fun. Uh, wrong. I mean, most people are, but somebody's not. Dawson's going to try and ruin his relationship with Gretchen more. Drew is going to try to get down with Jen again. Jack is going to invite Toby to prom for some reason. And it was for some reason. It wasn't his reason. No, no, no. But it turns out to be that he enjoyed it. Oh, oh, he enjoyed it. Just like it. it turned out to be that Drew enjoyed it. We'll talk about Drew. I know you love to, and we will. Here's the breakdown from Promicide. While sparking a pair of possible romances, Capeside Senior Prom threatens the future of two others. Which implies that Jen and Drew are a possible romance, or am I missing another one outside of Jack and Toby? Oh, it would definitely be Drew and Jen. And again, we'll get to that. I just wanted to make sure. So your predictions for episode 21, Separation Anxiety. Andy's going to be having some real hard separation anxiety from the Florence Familia. She's become so accustomed to their ways that she's just taken aback by the fast-paced ways of America here in Capeside. Alright, I hate to spoil it for you, beloved listeners, but Andy does not make an appearance in this three-pack, despite Chuck's very beautiful predictions about her making an appearance. Uh, Gail's having some anxiety from not being pregnant, even though she's got the baby. Mitch just wants his wife to be fine. Dawson's got it because he's just like, shit, Gretchen might be hating on me, not wanting to be with me since she was crying. Maybe Gail's pregnant again? No, she can't be pregnant again. So, real hard whiffer on the separation anxiety. But you also didn't predict anything that was going to happen in actual promicide, which leads to the real separation anxiety. And the breakdown for which is... Gretchen's return to college forces Dawson to make an important decision of his own. Jen balks when Grams wants to sell the house to pay for her college tuition. That's a great... I'm loving that storyline already. Oh, I got mad, mad ideas about that. Oh, and we'll get there. Listeners, stay tuned till near the end of this episode, because that's when we'll talk about that one. Let's talk about late right now, though. Let's talk about late, because it comes right out the gate with Gail being in labor. But hold on a second, wait. That's that's not right. She isn't in labor. False alarm. No, yeah, it's uh, one of many false alarms yep. throughout the episode. Oh, that's a running theme for her. And it's like this episode starts at the Leary house, and Dawson and Gretchen are just chilling on the couch, and Mitch is all like, hey, we're going to dinner. And then Gail's like, ah, I'm pregnant. We got to go to the hospital. <laughs> so they go, and nope, it's Bragg, Briggs, Hickston, Hickston, Bose. <laughs> That's not right. Some kind of term contractions, false labor, apparently. And the doctor's like, here's my prescription for you, since you haven't done this already. Go name your fucking baby. Yeah, yeah. And then that leads to a a name shower a little bit later. Oh, yeah. That's coming up the next day. But before we head in that direction, we got Joey frantically trying to to get a hold of Pacey in the meantime. But apparently he's on some trip with Doug because he did get arrested. Yeah, they call it a, quote, fishing trip. When it's really a camping trip. Why didn't they just say they were fucking camping? Bro, I don't know. Because if the lie is to hide that he didn't get or that he got arrested, because we do find out he did get arrested for being drunk and disorderly. And Doug's taken him out. Like he got the charges dropped. But like he got cuffed up and, and taken in and all that. So, yeah. Why why say a fishing trip? Say camping. And don't tell yeah, him what. Just, just say, go chilling. Just say camping. And you know what? 
why don't they just be fucking honest with each other and tell each other what the fuck's going on? How about fucking that? We see how terribly they've come to communicate with each other by the time we get to Promicide, where it all comes out in the open about why Pacey's been acting the way he's been fucking acting, and it's nonsense. So Gretchen tells Dawson that she's going to be interviewing for this magazine in Boston. Yeah, she's like... She's like, dude, I can go to all these fucking concerts and, like, these, like, cool things and write about them, man. Like, but it's in Boston, dude. So, like, what up? He's like, yeah, but I'm probably going to, like, California and shit. So, like, what about that? It kind of sounds like we're breaking up. And she's like, "Eh, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry about it. The classic don't worry about it, basically. (laughs) What's that TV? So so now Gretchen's got all sorts of things piling up, though, because Joey comes by looking for Pacey. Well, hold on. Uh Uh-oh. There was something I wanted to say about that fucking scene. Let's hear it. Where they're talking about this, and they're setting the dinner table. They set the dinner table for two, like a normal dinner, and then they just pull this fucking pizza box out, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're eating pizza. And I'm like... I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me and I'm fucking like, I don't know, weird that I eat pizza with my hand. Depends on the pizza. But I, it just looked like a normal carry out. No, some people have different kind of preferences. Some pizza they'll eat with a fork and some they won't. I'm just saying it to me. It was something I noticed. I didn't notice. It I seem all. to notice these things. And I'm the person who always brings them up on this gracious show called Gritchat. but i had to point it out i had to bring it up i, I had no clue I, I didn't i couldn't have even told you what they were eating let alone what kind of what it was that they were eating like no clue yeah see i can't tell you where it came from but i guarantee you it was pizza and it looked like delivery or pick no it, it was what's that delivery it's DiGiorno did you notice all the product placements in these episodes because there was country time lemonade there was I think a diet coke there was a third soda that I saw too and I was like man product placement going hard on Dawson's Creek right now well in just a couple episodes she asked for uh, like I think it was last last Creek chat episode you had uh said that Gretchen went to go pick up food and she's like, oh, yeah, can I get two Cokes? And she's like, Pepsi. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that as being like product placement, but definitely yeah. it was. Yeah. So back on track a little bit here, though. Joey steps over to see Gretchen. Oh, sorry. Oh, we still go. So, oh, okay. She mentions Boston, right? That that's where the thing is. And I just happened to think in my head, I was like, you know what? Boston go be popping, son. Like, especially if Gretchen's character stays. And she gets the job. Spoiler alert, she does not get the job. Or at least that's what she tells Dawson. I don't think she would lie about getting the job. She says she's going back to college, is what she says yeah, in exactly. the end. exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't think she's going to lie like, about it, that. She just didn't get the job. The reason she didn't get the job is because she didn't have a college degree or experience. So she's going to go get yeah, that degree. she's like 21. Right, she's going to go get that degree. I'm led to believe she's not too far off from it at 21. A semester's worth of classes, maybe a year. Way ahead of ourselves. Then you were saying Joey comes over, right? And she wants to talk to Gretchen. She's like, hey, do you know when Pacey's going to be back? And Gretchen's just like, hey, why don't you not put any undue pressure on Pacey without even 
addressing the situation. No, to Joey? before before she says that though, she does tell Joey. She's like, "I'm not gonna lie about this shit anymore." He wanted me to, but I won't. He got arrested for being drunk disorderly while you were in New York. And Joey's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And that's when Gretchen's like, so why don't you basically not worry about reaching out to him and get off his fucking back right now? And Joey's like, oh yeah, you know what, bitch? I'm fucking late. So you might want to find a way to get a hold of that guy. Yeah. Well, Gretchen immediately is like, oh, I am so sorry. I'm like, yeah, now you're fucking sorry, Gretchen. She was being a real... like. That's the first time I really looked at Gretchen in the situation and was like, I don't really like your approach here at all. I can understand it because that's her brother. I get it. And she doesn't want to see her brother like downward spiral. But if she thinks Joey's the reason he's downward spiraling, which it is, but pushing Joey away is not going to help that as we see. I, I still don't think Gretchen, she was, even if she handled it right, she was being a dick about it. The way she delivered oh, yeah. it. And she's even now she's being all sympathetic. She's like, oh, listen, you need to get a test. And you need to find out what your options are and blah, blah, blah. And Joey's like, don't worry about it, man. I, again, don't worry about it. I can handle it. Yeah, a lot of not worrying about it in this episode. <sighs> I guess that's what you do when you find out you're pregnant and you don't want to be pregnant. You're just like, nah, man. Nah, man. I'm just going to go on that fucking that MTV show, Pregnant as a Teen. Or something. Yeah, that's exactly pregnant as a teen. That is what it's called. Let's go where someone wants to be pregnant, though. What what is it called then? I don't know. I don't know much about MTV shows. Teen mom. I know it's a show, teen right? Teen mom. Teen mom. Pregnant teens. No, no, that's not what you said. What did you say? Pregnant as a teen. That's way better. I like that. <laughs> pregnant as a teen. That's way better this year. Uh, this season, I'm pregnant as a teen. Joey Potter. But no. But anyway, so we're at the shower the next day. Gail wants to be pregnant, but not anymore. She's done being pregnant. She wants this baby out of her. So she needs this name. And all the ladies are there. And there's two men. Well, no, like, there there are some men there. And Graham's is like, get the fuck out. Two men, Dawson and Mitch. There are no men allowed here at a fucking baby no. shower. Or a naming shower. I don't care. Get the fuck out. Well, Joey's looking worried as fuck. When Bessie's there with her, she sees Gretchen... Like the three, the two Potter girls and Gretchen's there, and Bessie's basically like, "Hey, Gretchen, why don't you get my sister a life? Because she won't stop fucking pestering your brother, and I'm sick of seeing this bullshit." And Gretchen and Joey are looking at each other like, "Oh boy," because uh... Bessie, Bessie don't know what's going on yet. Oh, uh, until she fucking like kind of calls out Joey in like a jokingly way, and then she finds out that Joey's like, "No, this is serious." And then Betsy's like. Bitch, you should not be doing this stupid shit. You should not be doing this. You need to get the fuck out of here. And uh, what the fuck's up with your character and Pacey's character? Hmm? Hmm? So we like, we were just on the verge of getting to that moment, but it had to set up a key thing that comes back later, and you skipped right over it. Skip right over it. So they give the names. Everyone. Dawson and Mitch going to the treehouse to cigars? No, well, we're going to talk about that, too, but that's not it. So there is everyone gives the names, and we get the story. Oh yeah, I didn't write that. Well, down. we get this because there's a callback to it later when Lily is born. Spoiler. Um, who jo- who did the Bessie's telling a story about Joey being born and how her mom Lillian was like, "I just call for Josephine. Everyone's waiting to meet you. Come on out, girl." And then boom, Joey came out. It was like a long labor, but when she called for her by name, she came out, and that's when Joey runs the fuck out of there. And her and Bessie had that conversation. That's what pushes her away from the whole group because she's overcome with this story about her mom. And that's where we find out, if we didn't know already, that Mrs. Potter's name was Lillian. All right, cool. I didn't know that until 
just now. See, baby? And I saw the episode already. I got you. That's why I'm the host. I, that's a, There's some shit that we can skip, but I thought that was an important moment just because it comes back later with no, Dawson's yeah, that, sister. That does make sense. I thought you were going to get into like the names and shit more, and I was like, oh, it was kind of checked out. No, I have the names written down, but I wasn't going to get into them. I, see, I write it down because I'm like, in case you bring it up, I want to be prepared. But I didn't feel the need to read those. But here's what I am going to bring up about the cigars. Mitch mentions that he got them from Kasdan, which is Mr. Kasdan, the teacher from school, who's the one who like caught Jen on the trip and shit like that. That was just a really interesting touch to have Mr. Kasdan be the guy to give him those cigars. That is a that is a cool touch. And then this whole name shower comes to an abrupt end when Gail goes into ah 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 false alarm number two false alarm number two ah ah ah. But before we find out that it's a false alarm, Dawson and Gretchen have a little conversation about like who's gonna go where, maybe, and contemplating things. And Dawson just oh really, the sex drama talk. Well, Dawson comes right out and says, "I really thought that you wanted to sleep with me." I'm like, damn, this boy has become very brazen about talking about sex now. Hey, man, I thought we were going to fuck on the beach, and then you, like, cold-cocked me, and uh, did what? I was just wondering what the fuck's up. Um, she did what to him now? I, I said the wrong word. No, I didn't hear. Here's the thing. When you I say said... the wrong word, I don't know if you said the wrong word. I'm not asking I you. I said cold-cocked. Cold-cocked? Yeah, it would have been more like blue balls to him. <laughs> no, I, I thought you said cold-copped, like with two Ps, so I had to, that's why I had to check. <laughs> that's why that doesn't check. even be, make sense but you cop a feel so you have like a cold hand and you put it on someone's genitals a cold cop oh see i kind of like that now. Cold cop. <laughs> and that might happen late at night on a beach it gets cold out there that's why i had to build a fire but he didn't get he got cold copped and no he got cold cocked yeah, yeah, he got it all. But that's actually he got none of it. No, which is kind of what we're going for here. Well, Gail didn't get any of her baby being born either. Because that's when Mitch pops out and goes, "Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, uh, no baby." Well, Joey goes back over to Gretchen's, and she's like, "Man, I totally fucked up, and I am not prepared to deal with this shit at all." Yeah, there's a big baby conversation. Which like, you got to go talk to your sister. That's the thing. It's all about family. Go talk to your fucking sister and figure this thing out, right? And they kind of talk about Dawson for a little bit, but I don't really give a fuck what they have to say about Dawson. Yeah, fuck him. So, so now the boys, Dawson and Mitch, back chilling on the couch again, and Gail comes in and she's like, "Oh no, this time it's for real. I'm having this motherfucking baby." And Mitch is like, "Listen." Gail, I'm trying to watch the wheel, all right? Pat Sajak is on. I need you to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, no. And grabs him by the ear and pulls him up from the couch. And is like, no, bitch. This is it. This baby's coming out of me right now. Yeah, third time's the charm, right? It is, it is because this time she's in labor all fucking night long. All night oh, long. And also, I wrote down a personal note for when Joe was talking with Betsy the next morning when she went to Betsy's house, when she went back home and she's oh, like, yeah. hey, Betsy, you know, and they like, they like made up right there because they had fought earlier, obviously, in the episode when Betsy's all like, I'm going to confront you, bitch. And then Joe's all like, hey, man, I, like, if if anything, I would be so lucky to live your life, Betsy. And then Betsy's like, mm, girl, here's a pregnancy test. Make sure you Make sure you pee on it, and we find out if you're going to have a little baby, and Alex is going to have a little uh, cousin. Well, just as she hands her the test and is like, I'll always be there for you, yada, 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 Alexander starts crying, and Bessie's like, another day in paradise, baby. <laughs> and, uh, and Joey's all like, 
oh shit, I better go find out I'm not pregnant right now. So yeah, she she's not pregnant, right? Nope. And then that's when I'm all like, girl, you need to get on some fucking birth control. You can't be. I'm guessing too, that she is. You can't be that smart. I'm guessing that to she is on dumb. birth control. There is. It's still ninety nine point nine. You know, I don't think she was. They've already showed us that she went and she got the information and she got the stuff. I don't think she's stupid enough to not be on it. There's no way. There's no way. I'm not buying it. Accidents fucking happen. Anomalies fucking happen. I don't believe that they were being unsafe. I think it's very reasonable to suggest that two teenagers just thought, Oh, one time will be good. I don't think that's unreasonable. I will not argue against that, but I'm talking about Joey Potter specifically, and I don't think she's messing around with that. So now the whole crew shows up at the fucking hospital, and her and Dawson start talking about sex, and she's just like, listen, sex is not what you think it is. Whether you're ready for it or not, it's this magnifying glass that just fucking, whatever's going on, it just blows it up, good or bad. So, like, you know, take it easy, man. And then this nurse pops in and is like, yo, Dawson, somebody wants to meet you. Right in the middle of this heavy sex talk. And it turns out it's Lillian Leary. We introduce the newest character to Dawson's Creek lore. Potentially, she will be drafted. But if anything, know that she is double fucking Oh, I didn't even think about that. We do have a double L. Oh, I immediately thought about it. Nice, 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 nice. Well, it's a happy moment, apparently. Uh, You know, you have a kid after a long night of labor, after three false labors or whatever it was, and you have this beautiful little girl, healthy little girl. Welcome to the Leary family. But we got to get back to, like, you know, the relationship drama real quick, because Pacey finally... Pacey, yeah. Pacey finally calls Joey, and they talk, and... She's like, oh, yeah, it wasn't anything. Don't worry about it. You don't need to worry about it. Stop worrying about it. Why are you worrying about it? Why did you even call me? I didn't call you. This is a ridiculous conversation that she hangs up on. Him. No, no, that's not what happens. She asks where he's at. Kind of. Well, she, so she lies, though, because she says nothing happened. And she's like, well, where are you at, dog? What's going on? And she knows the truth because Gretchen gave it. But he sticks with the lie of fishing instead of camping, which is the reality, which... I didn't, honestly didn't think about it until you pointed out earlier. What a dumb fucking... That's the dumbest fucking lie I've ever heard in my life. It's not even a lie. Makes no fucking it's sense. It's so bad I hardly even qualify it as a lie. That's just being stupid. Truly fucking deeply yeah. dumb. But anyway, Gretchen's not leaving for Boston quite yet. She's waiting for Dawson at his house. And they make out. She's like, there's a train in the morning. We're going to joke out, joke about breaking up. Ha ha ha. Things are all good. Let's not worry about our future. Let's stuff. make out and then I'll fucking cold cop you. Cold cop him right in his yard. That's where they were at. Let's talk about some potential hot copping uh, with Jack and Toby. Because it starts out real flirtatious at tutoring where they're kind of bantering back and forth. And Will's got to step in and be like, yo, idiots, I am trying to pass the fourth grade here. Can you shut up? Yeah, because they're like, well, they're like becoming friends. It's obvious. Oh, for sure. And and then like uh, Jack stays late to, with Will because he's got to get picked up. And so well, Jack is always late. So he's like to make up for me being late all the time, Toby, you can leave early. I'll lock up. Yeah. I'll wait for Will's mom. I'll do it like it's a special treat to you. Please leave early. And Toby's like, well, fuck, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, going 15 minutes early, half hour, whatever. Oh yeah, this is going to be good. It's going to be a great night, isn't it? A great night for Toby. So, like, Toby goes to the bus station, and I was like, there's only one reason why they'd show this. 
and then not show it is because he probably gets fucking jumped. Yup. And I was like, ugh. I'll, I understand the reasoning for it now. It's it's the same thing they've Don't done. Don't get me wrong. I just uh. well, it's the same because they carry it out um, throughout the episode of this whole thing about reporting it to the cops, and you know it's you know it's meant to be a social teaching lesson when they get into the statistics because the cop yeah. that that he brings over later, that Jack brings over, what is he the the youth officer from from Cape Side? He starts breaking down the statistics of um, gays being attacked in the streets and, and the rates that it happens and this and that, and so you know that's when they're trying to be like, listen, we're trying to teach you something. If you don't know it already, here's the reality. Well, and it's like, it's totally out of character for Toby initially to be like, dude, I just want to forget about it. My parents just want to forget about it. Like, my my parents want to just forget about the fact that they had a gay kid, right? So he's just like, there's no reason to even bring this up. He's like, I'm fine. I'll get over it. We'll be good. And Jack's like, dude, fuck that shit. Well, initially he doesn't know, and he goes and talks to Jen. Like he feels like that's what he needs to do, but of course he consults with his best friend, and she's like, "You know, you got to get him to go," because he's on the fence when he's talking to Jen, and Jen's like, "No, you got to be a good friend. You got to make this shit happen." And that's when he comes over with the cop, and Toby ends up telling him what happens. He's like, "All right, all right, I, I, I will let it all out." And what he says right at the end there is like, "All I did was smile at the guy." And I was like, dude, that's fucked up. Like, to just imagine that reality of that. You're standing in a bus stop. You happen to make eye contact with someone. You just smile at him real quickly because that can't do any harm, right? But they, they got this guy pegged for a guy they need to mug. And then he gets fucked up. No, it wasn't about mugging him. It was because they kind of pegged him for being gay. Yes. That's my guess. I, I think that's the implication for sure. But do these guys know that he's gay? How would, I mean... Uh. People like that, they don't need proof. I just, I, I don't know. All they do is they think you're gay and they're just going to fucking do whatever. It's stupid, but... It ends up whatever. with Jack showing back up at Toby's and being like, you got to come to tutoring with me. I don't care if you're on crutches and you look like someone beat you up because someone beat you up. Like, come to tutoring. And Toby's like, no, 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 man. What are you, some kind of big homo activist now? And Jack's like, no, man, I'm just a Toby activist. Well, and it's like Jack drops the bomb that, you know, they're friends. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty obvious you guys are friends. You guys are hanging out more. You're seeing more eye to eye on things. And, like, you're able to understand Toby's fucking shitty, sarcastic jokes. Well, I think there's less of those through all of this. Like, he does, he's not, yeah, he doesn't, there are. he doesn't do, he doesn't act that way at all. Cause he's kind of, now that they're actually friends and that pressure is off, he can kind of be more himself. In this one, you get less of it cause he's dealing with the, the drama that he experienced. But especially in Promicide, uh, which we'll get to here in a moment. But it's nice to see the growth from Jack, too, though. Because it's not even just about helping out Toby. Because he even says, what really made me want to do this is someday I'm going to want to walk hand in hand with a guy in the park. And not have to look over my shoulder and worry about if someone's going to fucking come and get me for that. So if we don't stand up to this shit now, I don't know. So kind of what Toby was telling him from the beginning. And Jack was like, no, this shit's too gay for me. Now that he's yeah. actually out there in the, in the, the community with another gay dude, like Ethan, Ethan was a weird thing, like a weird grandfatherly, sagely wizard sort of character they created. Toby feels more natural as someone that Jack is actually going to learn how to be comfortable around. Ethan's just, I think back on it now, it's just a weird, creepy character. Yeah. Which is strange coming from me because I was talking about getting a, Toby the fuck out of here. 
just a couple episodes, but he really they they turn him around. So they make him. Well, yeah, they won't aid him. Outside of the sympathy for him being attacked, you're obviously not even there. But in Promicide, which let's get to it right here. Oh, so how about we do the pillars? Oh my God, I'm sorry, I still forget about these pillars. Sometimes a wonderful addition to to the show that I'm so apologetic for overlooking. Please continue. So the pillars for this episode are number one overall, Double L. Lily and Leary is here. It's great. If I'm not She's mistaken, welcome. her middle name is Rose. She's Lily Rose. No, that might not be true. Either way, Double L. Doesn't matter if you got a middle name or not. I'm calling you Double L. Double L. Bad Moon Rising. How does this affect the show moving forward, basically? That's what I was getting at on, on that. Uh, number two. That's a, hold on. Joe. Before you move on, that's a really good question, though, because now there's a baby in the mix. Yeah, but I mean, it's a baby of two secondary characters so i mean like alexander's there there's already a baby really true on the show it's just but it's not does it does it actually affect the show or is it just another character well again if dawson's going to the other side of the country how much time are we going to spend with gail and mitch anyway sorry exactly pillar two number two p joe uh lies lies and more lies i feel like there is love there even after watching this entire three pack we see that for sure they just need to be honest with each other and not fucking bottle shit up and say stupid fucking lies like i'm gonna go fishing instead of just being like no i'm going camping can we just trace it all back to the fact that if they would have just told dawson about them in the first place not lied to dawson this whole thing could have been a whole lot better so from the outset they kind of i agree with from the outset they kind of doomed themselves with a lie not a lie to each other a lie for each other, but now it's led into the lies against each other, and it's fucked. I agree with that. Uh, number three, homosexual awareness with uh, Jack and Toby. It pops up a couple times a season. And number four, Dawson and Gretchen. What's the fucking plan here? I mean, we find that out <laughs> later. Yeah. But after this episode, you're just kind of like, all right, what the, what the fuck's going on? Do you guys have any sort of a fucking plan? Or is this just what you guys said it was at the beginning? This is just going to be a, a summer fling? That's the thing. They don't have a plan. not fall in love. That's exactly the point, though. They do not have a plan. A couple of episodes you know, prior to this, or maybe one episode prior to this, they're all like, I love you. I love you. Let's not fuck on this beach. It's a whirlwind fucking summer romance, dude. Shit's going to get like that. It's going to be hot copping and cold copping and sheet rocking. You know? Like... That's just what it is. Well, not for them. Not for them. For P. Joe. But that gets icy as fuck here in, in Promicide. And right off the bat, there's an ill omen. There's an ill omen when Pacey tears her fucking dress. He's trying to make... he Before he, tear, before he tears it, he's like, I want to make this perfect for you. This prom shit, I got it on lock, girl. Yeah, and it can't possibly go worse. Nope. Oh, it goes very badly. A lot of it's on him. But what I like seeing, though is the trio of Jen, Jack, and Toby hanging out in Jen's room. You mean Team JJT? Team JJT. That's exactly what I meant. I don't know why I didn't say it. But they're chilling. He's telling this story about going to some girl's senior prom when he's 15. He's like, I'm gay. And she's like, I don't care. I'm going to stick my whole tongue in your mouth. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. And Jack's just like, yeah. Laughing. They're laughing. They're dying. And Jen's watching those two dying and loving that. Like, they're laughing at the story, and she's loving them laughing. Ooh, it's getting real flirty in there. And then he rolls out, and Jen even says, like, listen, why don't you ask that dude to the prom? I need you to ask that dude to the prom. Jack's like, nah, girl, not happening. I don't feel about him that way at all. Not 
happen. He's like, nah, dude, we're just friends, man. Can't we just be friends and not try to fuck? So then everyone needs to go get their dresses or get their, their tuxes because usually people do that like the day of prom, uh, especially the girls. Girls almost always get their dresses the day of prom, if I remember correctly. Dude, I don't know anything about it. It doesn't matter because it's the Dawson's Creek, break them down into girls, break them down into boys, hang out in town, classic setup that you'll get once in a while. And they're both, Jack's like, Dawson, you ready to fuck Gretchen tonight? And Dawson's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Basically. He's like, but I'm going to be prepared and get some condoms, unlike Pijo, who might have been pregnant. Oh my Jesus Christ. So, well, speaking of that, Jen and Joey are obviously so cool now that Joey just, like, nonchalantly brings up the fact. Like, she kind of jokingly is like, ha-ha, I might have been pregnant, Jen. <laughs> what about that? Just a little rib, just a little rib. And Jen's like, all right, cool, 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 no problem. I had a couple of those in my day when I was, like, 12. She's like, she's like, oh, you want one of these drinks? I got, like, 15 of these mini No, 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 no. Liquors. She doesn't offer Joey alcohol. Are you kidding me? Dude, she's going to offer everyone alcohol. That's not what happens here, though. Um, that's what i remember happening she's she's like here joey take this and joey's like it's not good for the baby <laughs> yep that is what happened what did happen is gretchen didn't get i'll take a butterfinger gretchen didn't get the job in boston and dawson's like we can skip prom then i don't give a shit and she's like nope we gotta go this is your thing not my thing so we're not skipping on my account but you can tell she's sweating it already she's like what the fuck is going on like you're asking in pillar four what's the plan she doesn't know what the plan is. She doesn't know what the plan is. She, yeah, she doesn't even know how she feels. Well, until later. Well, Jen's talking to Toby now, and she's like, "Listen, Jack really wants to ask you to the prom, but uh, he just he can't do it. He wants me to come over and do it." And Toby's like, "No, that is not how that felt at all." And Jen's like, "No, listen, this is a good lie, but I'm not going to tell you it's a lie. He really wants you to ask him because he won't ask you." It's a whole thing. Like, it ends up working out well, but it was a little conniving. Well, and then when uh, Toby kind of just shows up and he's like, yeah, I'll go with you. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, He's like, all right, cool. Cool, cool, That's cool, what cool, I'm cool. Gonna do. Yeah. I'm going to offer my homie Drew $50 to take you not, to the prom. Not just to take her to the prom, but to follow her around all night at the prom. 50, yes. 50 bucks and you know it's drew you know it's drew but here here's what i like about drew start it's kind of already started before this but especially here and in the next episode it's fun mischievous drew because he's also no, yeah. being it's not nice it's not like i'm a dick right he feels i think he's finally realized that he needs to have some friends in his life and this group of people is a pretty good group of people and he's already gotten in with one of them kind of so like maybe he can work his way in and we see that play out. He shows a true good nature in this as that story plays out. What's not going on, though, to me is like the cult, Pacey and Joey, before we start heading towards prom, well, they set off the tone right off. They're hanging out at home, and Joey's hot and heavy. She's ready to go. She's like, no one's home. Let's bone. And he's like, I'd rather have a turkey sandwich, <laughs> which he gets up and goes and gets. If you're legitimately angry at your girlfriend for no reason why wouldn't he just talk to her there instead of drag this whole fucking thing out here's one very good and accepted excuse because people do this kind of shit all the time i just got to get through prom first i'll have to talk with her after after prom 
But if I can't ruin prom, I got to make prom perfect, and then we can talk. As we see, he doesn't make it to the other side of prom before the fucking lid comes off. But that's the common thing that people do. It's the same thing as the, it's why January 1st is the, I'm going to lose weight and go to the gym. Because like I, once I get through the holidays, I can be real bad for the next two months. Once I get through the holidays, then I can be good again. There's no reason to be bad, right? There's well, then those people bad. drop out like, in like a, a month. We don't need to get... I I know what they do. That's my point. We don't need to get into that. I understand. That's what I'm saying. So we got pre-prom picture time in the Leary's front yard. Lily's just chilling. Double L being cradled in the arms of the loving Leary's as they snap photos of Dawson by himself. Well, first with Lily. With the dead corsages. Oh yeah, Pacey shows up and oh, it's perfect so far. He killed the corsages. Fucking that sucks. Drew shows up, though. He's like, let me cut the tension. Hey, everyone. Happy prom. Can I hold the baby? Everyone just looks at him. It's like dead silence. Like, it just, it was so funny to me. Like, it was a pure comedy moment from Dawson's Creek, which they have very few of. They need more. And that's when he's like, oh, cool, a baby. Can I hold it? And everyone, like, it was a sitcom. Everyone goes, no. And you know what? I think if there was more of that, I would like this show a lot more because I feel like that is the big edge that the OC has on Dawson's Creek. Oh, it's definitely got more of a comedy edge to it without without a doubt. That's not even in question. It's a weird humor. It's not that kind of humor. It's not that kind of humor. It's more or less just me being like, I like it. Like, this is probably the season I like the most. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I liked last season. I don't. I don't remember. Oh yeah, fuck last season. From what I remember, you fucking hated last season. You were about to quit. I'm glad to show. I'm glad to see the show's having such an impression on you that you can't even remember if you did or didn't like an entire season. Jack shows up at Toby's to pick him up, and immediately when he sees Toby without his glasses, he he did look like a different person. Without he looked like Ted Danson, which is funny. Did he look like Ted Danson? I don't know. I think he had a Ted Danson look, the way he was all done up and without the glasses. In his talks, Jack just like staring at him. Like well, it was noticeable. Like even Toby notices it notice and brings it up later. Oh yeah, he points it out later. Yeah, he points out Well, it's like if he were the wolf from those old cartoons, he'd be fucking jaw on the floor, tongue rolling out. Yeah. His mouth would turn into a trumpet and he'd be fucking playing it like his eyes would be bugging out 30 feet in front of him. Like, it was obvious. So Jen and Jack and Toby, they all finally converge over at the Leary's house. And that's when Jen is like, what the fuck, man? That was bullshit. And I'm going to get you back for that. And he's like, okay, yeah, we'll see if you get me back for that. Toby's like, what? Oh, and Jen was looking I good. love Michelle Williams. That's all I'm going to say about it. I was right. I wrote that down because I was just like, well, she's no longer like a teenager anymore. She's like 20 years old. Because even now, like, I think Michelle Williams present day 2020 is a fucking smoke show. And she has been for a long time. Like, that is a beautiful woman. I just I love Michelle Williams. Ooh. Oh, and then I also wrote down that it is not good that she is already sneaking off little bottles of uh, tequila. Or vodka. Well, she immediately pulls that shit out and starts drinking it. Right there at the Leary, she's drinking. I'm guessing it's vodka. That clear liquor in an airplane bottle. I mean, it could be gin, but 
Yes, tequila. It could be any number. I'm going with vodka. That makes most sense to me. I'm going to go with tequila. Well, Pacey fucks up another thing because a rusty old fucking limo shows up and a dude driving it's wearing sweatpants and things are about to get real weird. Or at least pretend, that's what I'd be thinking. I even wrote down, I was like, what the fuck kind of limo is this? How, like, how did he end up with that? Where did he call that he ended up with anything like that and didn't think that he was going to get something like that? Yeah. It was, I mean, I get it. Again, they're going, it felt like that was an attempt at comedy during a very tragic situation too, though, because that dude was wearing sweatpants. Um, no limo driver should be in sweatpants and like a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, and then the next thing is prom is on a fucking boat. Oh, but before um, we get before we get on the boat. That is not a good idea. I've been on things on boats before. I wouldn't want to do that considering like I feel trapped. I don't mind being on a boat sometimes, but I wouldn't want to be at an event like that where something could go drastically wrong and I might want to fucking leave but can't. We'll save that for Neurosis talk. Before we get on that boat, though, we do find out, A, that Pacey has to take a breathalyzer later because of his getting arrested a couple episodes ago. We find out that Jen has got, like, ten bottles of whatever liquor she's drinking on her. So she's getting plastered tonight. Um, And we find out that Dawson's buying some condoms. And Joey also finds that out. With the convenient bump into each other and she picks the condoms up gag. Yeah, but I mean, they, they could have made that weird and they didn't. They made it just kind of seem like it was just a normal thing. You're right. Be- well, the cat's out the bag about sex now. You know, they've talked about it in certain ways already. You know, like he knows that she has and she knows that he wants to. And like they're being as normal as those two can be. Oh, yeah. As they have been for a very long time. But things are starting to get weird in other ways, though, because as soon as they get on this boat, Gretchen says she's feeling weird that she's there. She's starting to feel real out of place. And then, like, I feel like Pacey is trying to sabotage his relationship with Joey. And we find well, out... Well, he absolutely that. is. He is. He absolutely is. Because, like, she at this point, she drags him off to, like, make out somewhere, and he gets super weird about shit. And she's like, what's wrong? He's like, nothing's wrong. I'm just trying to be who you want me to be. That's where you know something's wrong. Like, you say, I'm trying to be who you want me to be. That means you're resentful of something. She's like, well, I don't want you to be anything. He's like, nah, that's bullshit. There's no way. He's he's just in his own fucking head. Well, yeah. Well, she comes back. She's like, maybe you should just stop acting and talk to me. Maybe I don't have anything left to say. And then he storms off. And you're like, come on, Pacey, man. What the fuck are you doing? It's like, dude, you definitely have something left to say. Don't be a fucking idiot. You have so many things left to say that you are too cowardly to say. That's what you mean to say. Oh, man. But in, in a better way, we've got Jack and Toby talking to each other. Oh, and Jack oh, does... Oh, oh, oh. We what? got... First, I think we got No, Jen, we skipped over this already. Jen drinking and... Uh, no, we've already skipped... No, no, no. We are, we're skipping what I'm about to bring up. You skipped over that to go to Pacey and Joey. Let me just say it. It's when Toby says the, the Ted Danson line. Because Jack was talking about how hot Ethan was, and Toby was like, yeah, man, I totally get like getting your heart broken by a hot dude, because the first dude who broke my heart looked like Ted Danson. And that's what Jack just laughed at. I'm like, Ted Danson, are you serious? I just thought that was really funny. You probably didn't write it down at all, which is why you don't know that you're skipping it. Yep, didn't even think. I just, I just thought of it as some friendly banter at the table. 
I love Ted Danson, and I thought even before they dropped the Ted Danson line, when he opened that door earlier, that he looked like Ted Danson. So I just thought it was a weird synchronicity. I know the name, and I'm sure I could point out Ted Danson, but in my mind, I can't really picture him. If you would be a good Seinfeld fan and like love Curb Your Enthusiasm, you would know that Ted Danson's a very regular character on that show. Oh, that's him? He plays himself on that, Ted Danson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not what he's famous from, like being himself, but yes. Wasn't he on like Cheers or something? Cheers, that is. That's it. Sam Sam Malone, I think was the name. Sam and Diane. That's all I remember. You got it. So go ahead and talk about what you wanted to talk about then, why don't you? Oh, how Jen is acting fucking suicidal. Yeah, yeah. You're getting real worked up about it over there. Well, yeah, because it's bullshit. Knowing Jen, it makes sense that she's feeling that way. And I. Well, then why do you decide that you have finished therapy that's see that's the problem and do do you think maybe here's a question about a prediction that maybe a moment like this will teach her that she should go back to therapy that tom wasn't wrong like maybe she isn't really done with therapy or do you think that she's just going to be done now she's going to go away to college and we won't deal with therapy again I could easily see her character just being like, ah, fuck it, I finished therapy. I'm just going to try not to be drinking too hard, and I'm just going to try to be like, hey, man, Drew, I kind of like you, and thank you for saving my life. You think that? You got that? You're walking away from this thinking that Jen kind of likes Drew? I think that she will like Drew after she, like, kind of gets reminded what the fuck happened there's two more episodes left in this season is your prediction then that drew carries on into season five uh most definitely considering i have uh a pillar for this episode that i think is a prediction for season five okay all right so before we get way ahead of ourselves then she's she is getting suicidal like climbing up on the rail and she tells him about going to see her dad and also how good it might feel to just jump into the waves and slip away and he's like yeah i need to pull you down right now she gets real mad and then she laughs and goes gotcha so she's hammered like and she's probably had five or six of those bottles by now yeah because he he tries to take one away and she just pulls another one out and he's laughing he's like okay okay that's enough out of you but it, it escalates from there so at this point though we're back in the ballroom where dawson and gretchen are chilling and joey comes in sad from her little thing with pacey earlier and so gretchen says you should go talk to her so he goes over there and that's where they kind of talk about sex again like she doesn't want to talk about it but then they do talk about it and then he asks her to dance like so they dance around having sex with other people and then he's like let's go on the dance floor well and i mean in my opinion that really shouldn't be a big deal they're at a fucking dance hold on because i'm gonna play i'm gonna play an angle that you played last episode that I'm not truly going to believe, but you know these characters. You know how they're going to react. You know that Pacey's not going to look at that and think that it's nothing. So shouldn't they know better? But I agree with you. I think it's dumb as fuck. And it's not even like they were dancing together in like a slow song. But check it. It's not about Dawson and Joey. It's about Pacey. That's it. He's just diverting it, and he knows that. Well, he goes outside, and he talks to Gretchen first, and she's getting drunk right now, too. She's drinking some wine and shit. He reveals that he's still a junior, and he shouldn't even be at this fucking thing right now. And he says that he's... This is when he reveals that he's just super fucking angry with Joey. And he doesn't know what it's all about, but he can't help it. And Gretchen's like, well, you gotta go talk to her, man. Like, that's the only thing that's gonna fix this, if you go and talk to her. So that's when he goes in. Well, he's technically a junior. Yeah, that's what I mean. 
So that he goes back in, and Dawson and Joey are having a good time out on the dance floor, but Pacey walks up and sees it. Gretchen walks up and sees it. Everyone's making eye contact, and you can tell Joey feels like she did something wrong. And Gretchen and definitely Pacey. I feel like Dawson doesn't feel doesn't. like there's anything wrong until Pacey kind of fucking makes the entire uncomfortable scene. It was like those sorts of scenes are like hard for me to watch like that. And like the mic, like the Scott's tots on fucking the office like that is rough. So before that scene, we get Toby asking Jack to dance because they've been having a good time all night. And Jack just kind of laughs off like, why? I thought we were having a good time, man. Well, you got to ruin this shit. And Toby's like, no, 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 no. He's like, what are you afraid of, bitch? Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you, but it's not me, motherfucker. So figure it out. And like he rolls off. So there's already kind of a mini drama that I didn't like to see happening there. But then we get the scene you're talking about where Pacey goes off the handle. Yeah, I mean, that's just basically what I, I wanted to say about it. Like, I, I didn't. It was so uncomfortable that it was like it. I semi check out. Well, Joey just like sat there and kind of took it because she had to. And we get to the end and she's like, well, you can stop right now and you can go to hell. And she storms off. And man, I've never seen Joey Potter look so fucking pissed off. And she has looked pissed off before. Because it wasn't just being pissed off. She was also like deeply hurt at the same time. Because she didn't see this coming. No, not at all. She knew something was wrong. She knew something was wrong. But she didn't She didn't think she was going to get yelled at in front of her entire senior prom by her boyfriend telling her that she makes him feel like a failure. Which is stupid considering that is not something we've seen at all. Hey, you, no, because you know who else needs fucking therapy? Pacey. Because he's been conditioned his whole life by his family to feel like a failure. So when he sees someone else's success, he's going to resent them for it because he doesn't have any of his own. It's just, he's just turning his own issues outward on the people that he fucking loves. He's just also needs therapy. They all need fucking therapy. All four of these fucking people. Everyone on earth does. Well, Dawson does. He chases her out of there because why not? Back to Jen and Drew, though. Because he's trying to pull her down once again, and she slips and almost falls off the side of this fucking boat. And they're up yeah, at the top. Whatever floor that is, he catches her and pulls her back in, and she immediately pukes over the side. And I'm like, watch. She puked on Mr. Kasdan's head, and now she's going to have to go back to therapy. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. So during this, though, we got the little nugget that Drew's going to Boston. Yeah, he tells her that. He's like, yeah, you should uh, look into Boston because I'll be there. And she's like, strike one for Boston. Jen, Jack, and Grams are all going to Boston. You think so? Boston is going to be popping, baby. It seems to be. We've been hearing the name Boston pop up a whole lot in a lot of different threads. So I think you might be onto something. And we find out that Boston is just an hour away from Cape Side. Yeah, ain't nothing. Ain't no problem. Everyone goes to Boston. It's going to be beautiful. But they have a little moment there where he's like, no, I don't think you're strong. I think you should never go backwards and you can go forwards. So this getting drunk on a boat thing, like that's that's New York Jen. You're not New York Jen anymore. You're not yet. You're not going to be Capeside Jen anymore either. What's the new Jen going to be? Is it going to be Boston Jen? But we do find out that Jack has reconsidered because he finds Toby and he apologizes. He's like, listen, dude, I've just didn't realize when I showed up earlier and you were looking as sexy as Ted Danson that I was going to get like as hard as I was. And I just had a hard time dealing with it. So I'm actually not afraid anymore. So why don't we kiss a little bit and then go dance on the dance floor, baby boy. 
So we got another Jack romance in the works here with a way less creepy person than Ethan. Yeah. And then Jack tries to pay Drew his $50 and Drew's like, nah, 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 nah. We good, bro. We good. We good. Well, that's in the limo ride on the way home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because we basically get the end of Pacey and Joey here because he says, you deserve better than me. I got nothing left to give you. And she's like, all right, then just leave me alone. That's the end of it. And everyone's just sitting in the limo, pissed off as fuck on the way home, except for Drew and Jack and Toby. Yeah. And Jen, who's kind of passed out. But you know, she's still not feeling good. She might not be pissed. And Pacey didn't even look pissed. Pacey, I wrote down the word deranged. He looked fucking deranged sitting back there. Like he was going to turn into a serial killer or some shit. What I wrote down was, I'm done with Pacey. Like, if this is how he's going to act, fuck him. Like, and then I wrote down... I love how, how quickly you turn on a motherfucker. Like, in a stretch of a couple episodes, you say, fuck him. But it could just be another couple of episodes more where he makes up for his idiocy. Like, but you just immediately are like, fuck you, I'm out. Now, I'm just, if you're going to continue to act like this, then yeah, fuck you. I don't need you in my life. But then I, I got to thinking, I was like, does he maybe have, like, some sort of, like, bipolar disorder or something? I don't know if it's even that. It's just a matter of he has been conditioned by his family to view himself as a failure, and he has he's going to self-destruct because of that. Could he be bipolar with that also being an issue? Sure. But I think it's just a matter of he's got no faith in himself ever succeeding, and watching the woman he loves be as successful as she wants to be, well, he can't even fucking become a senior during his senior year so he can graduate with his people, like... And he doesn't want to tell her that shit. He doesn't want to live up to that and have her tell, like he says, tell me that it's okay and it's not a big deal. Because he wants her to be like, no, it is a big deal. You should do this. He wants that hard loving. He wants that Tamara Jacobs back in his life. That slave driving teacher to push him over the fucking finish line. But ain't no one as good as Tammy. Yeah, I think he's wrong there. But uh, here are my pillars for episode 20 for Homicide. Number one. Breakups. Pacey and Joey are done. Dawson and Gretchen are in different worlds. But both the winners are fucking stupid. Gretchen less so than Pacey. I think, again, she's just figuring it out. Pacey's being self-destructive. He is fucked up right now for sure. A a character I have multiple times said is generally one of the most level-headed and cool characters on the show is acting like a total fucking putz, which he's been known to do in the past, but not like this. Number two, Drew is a slash my hero. Okay. All right. Big Drew love. Uh, Number three, a new relationship is born. First, there's a baby. Now there's a gay couple. Jack and Toby. Oh, yeah. And then pillar number four, the one you've all been waiting for, season five, Boston. So you think the show is going to pick up its roots and go from Cape Side Mass to Boston Mass? Bow show. Like If you're thinking about, obviously it's got to go two more years into the college years. So there's got to be a way to make that work. That's what I'm saying. Putting motherfuckers in Boston... Put motherfuckers in Boston is a way to make that work. So I think that's a solid pillar and prediction. Let's talk about separation anxiety, episode 21. Let's start, let's open up with a great, this is where it felt like Drew was kind of assimilating into the group. 
is in this opening scene where it's it's Jen and Jack chilling at the table and she's digging for details about prom and he's that's where he's like yeah no we're going out again so we find out that's still popping he comes in with the yearbooks and he's like listen I'm a, I'm a better person now I'm, I'm I want to be part of the group I want to be friends let's look at this class couple we'll bow our heads in a moment of silence Pacey and Joey now that they're dead and that's when Jack and Jen kind of start talking about like yeah, but I think they might get back together. Yeah, but what about Gretchen and Dawson? I think they might get back together. And then Drew's all like, all right, let's take bets. Let's get this pool going. I love it. He's like, listen, I'm sick of all this talking. Let's put some fucking money on the table. I'm Drew Valentine. What is this bullshit? And Jen and Jack are in on it. They're all like, mm, you got a couple bucks I could borrow? But then, who rolls up but DJ? And everyone starts putting their money away and scrambling. It was another classic comedy style moment. And who's the running thread between these classic comedy moments? Drew. Drew fucking Valentine. My hero. Uh, There was one other thing I did not like about this. And maybe it's because I'm conditioned by this show to not have comedy segments that are just kind of one-offs and don't come back. But this literally does not ever come back in this episode. No, I think it was just a fucking fun little way to have Drew just kind of pop in and have a little fun. See, I kind of thought we were going to get, like, Drew running this pool of seeing who's going to get back together. And Drew trying to figure it out and, like, who's actually getting back together. Now, who knows? Who knows in the original way this episode was written and filmed if it did include more Drew originally. But he'd send it up on the cutting room floor because other shit took precedence. But they decided to leave that moment in because it was fucking funny. No, it was good. And I appreciate it and I liked it. It was just something I noticed from there. Well... But think about watching it. I'm, I'm just talking about like thinking about watching that in real time. You're coming off of the week before you seen Promicide for the first time. This is fucking what, 2001. Promicide hits you. You're waiting till the next, I don't know, is it Wednesday when the show comes on? You're thinking hot and heavy, shit's getting wild. And they come in with this fucking great Drew Valentine comedy segment where they're betting on these couples getting back together. It just felt like a great way to kind of make you go, okay, this show isn't too serious. It's not like the end of season three where everything is so serious and so fucking life altering. Like we can have a little fun with it now. It's season four. We've yeah. learned to lighten up. I just really like that. I mean, I'm just saying, Oh, I'm not talking about your point at all. I'm just talking about how that's a great scene to open up with. You're right. We don't get any more drew, right? That's it for drew. Yeah, that's it for drew. But then we get in the trifecta of Grams and Team JJ. We got to come up with a better name for that that grouping. I like JJ. No, the three of them. Oh, the Mighty Alliance. Is that what they are? Yeah. I forget what your names are. because I, I forgot about that. Otherwise, I would have written the Mighty Alliance on the paper because obviously I forget yeah, that too. too. Well, I'll remember that for next time. Or I need to just create a legend of all the names that have been created for these people. So anyway... Yeah, Grams is selling her fucking house. But she hasn't said a word to Jen about it. The first Jen knows and about it is coming Jen's home like, to a realtor. what the fuck, Grams? <laughs> yeah. Why are you going to sell your house? You can't be just selling your fucking house, Grams. And Grams is like, bitch, I will do what I need to do in order to put you through college. I'm going to a retirement community, and I'm going to live it up there. And Jen's like, uh-uh, you're way too fucking hip for that shit. I need to see this place before you move in there. So they'll go there and they they check it out and Jen's not happy about it. No, yeah. And even Grams, you can tell, is like, "Eh, I don't really like this place. 
so Jen's like, well, fuck you then. I'm not going to school. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. And I'm not going to college. If you're going to sell this house, I'm not going. Well, yeah, we're staying here. No one's going to Boston. You're not selling this house. We're chilling. So she's telling Jack her plan about like, I'm going to do some shit here for a while. I'll meet you in Boston a couple years, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, nah, no, 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 none of that's true. Uh, you're just scared of going to college and you want to get out of it by being a martyr. You know what you actually need to do. You know what you need to do to fix this. Go fucking do it. And that's what's so great about those two, Team Team JJ, as you're going to call them, is that he doesn't even need to get mad or worked up. He's kind of like reading a book as he just tells her, girl, I already got your problem figured out because you already got your problem figured out. We know each other. It's you like know. You just need to go talk to Grams and be like, hey, Grams, I'm an 18-year-old woman who needs her Grams. A neater. So you need to sell this place and come to Boston. I'll feel better just knowing that you're there. And Grams doesn't say yes. But she definitely doesn't say well, no. She ain't going to say no. She looks like she so wants to So you know that yes. Grams is going to Boston, too. We are fucking headed to fucking Boston, baby. The mighty happening. Pack your bags. I'll see you there. Season five, motherfuckers. With lots of love. LOL. <laughs> so Joey, <clears throat> let's move on to Joey and Pacey, where Joey and, or Pacey and Gretchen are both trying to avoid their exes, but we find out that she paid off rent through the next month, and then it's up. So Pacey's not going to have a place to live in a month because he doesn't have money to fucking pay for a place. So what the fuck is Pacey going to do? Joey, we haven't seen this in a while, maybe since she got locked in with Drew, is working at the Yacht Club right now. Then that fucking schmo from fucking Worthington shows up. He's like, yo, girl, you coming to this Worthington party tonight? Yo, you coming to that dub party, baby? And what's up? Bring that fucking smart, sexy looking motherfucker named, I think, Pacey? And she's like, well, actually, uh, we kind of broke up. And he's like, oh, that's too bad. Well, um, you guys are on good terms, though, right? Like, yeah, why don't you bring him anyhow? You know, I mean, like, here's the deal. Me and, and the dean of admission. We got some shit we got to talk to him about. And she's all like, oh, yeah, cool. No, no problem. OK, maybe there's a loophole. I don't know. That's the thing. I want to stop. I want to pump the brakes right here. I want to stop on everyone's behalf. Pacey gets his hopes up as we move on through this episode. But he's got to know. As a man who knows that he is still technically a junior, that there's no way Worthington would have a loophole that would allow him in. It's not that he even doesn't have his high school degree. He doesn't even have full junior credits to be considered yeah. a senior. There's no loophole that allows him in Worthington, at least not with the grades that he has that kept him at that point. Like, it's just not possible. It's not possible. I don't know, understand why he just didn't go with the game plan of graduate on time if you possibly can. If not, well, he's proven do as that he much can't. as you can <laughs> and then take summer courses. And then when Joey goes to Worthington, you follow and go to fucking summers or go to fucking community college in Boston. As we've seen, he is not capable of following through on that plan. He couldn't handle the pressure of all of it. And he broke down at the prom. Like, yes, in theory, that's a great idea. But Pacey didn't have it in him. He didn't have it in him. And but here's the question you got to ask yourself. And this is getting into pure. We'll finish the episode before we get into that. Um, So she comes over and she's like, listen, um, what's going on? And he's like, I miss you, Joe. He's I miss you, too. Oh, it's not supposed to end like this, right? Oh, oh, and it's getting all tender. And she invites him to the party, and he's like, all right, I'll go to the party. And immediately, Gretchen's like, Pacey, you cannot go to that party. Yeah, and he's like, dude, I mean, if I go and I get in, it's a sign, right? We're supposed to be together. And Joey's like, it's a sign, right? Like, if he gets in, I'm like, there's no 
fucking such thing as signs. There are such things as signs, but... Yeah, but they just point you to, like, where the bathroom is and shit. No, what it is is... Or the exit. It's a matter of confirming what you already know, because they're looking for a sign to answer their question. They both already know what... This is how people operate in real life, too. This isn't just writing. Like... I understand that. I just think it's stupid. I am not going to get into that topic here because it's not fucking stupid. And this is not the venue for me to go on a rant about synchronicities and coincidences. It's all a part of magical thought as well, which is something you should at least be semi-familiar with. I am familiar with it. I just don't agree with it is when it comes down to it. That's great. But that's not an avenue we're going to explore right here because I'm going to go way off the fucking handle. So, <laughs> so Pacey shows up to pick up Joey. And they almost go to like kiss each other, but they catch themselves. They go to the party. Pacey, like they show up and he refers to like Kublik is, that's remembered his name. Kublik is good because he refers immediately to Pacey as Joey's friend. He establishes right off the bat, like guy, I know that you're just her friend now. So I'm going to call it out on it. I need you for something else. And that's to come over here with me. And get this offer to be a deckhand on a boat for the summer, dude. Come down to the Oh, Caribbean. yeah. And I'm all like, well, you could see Pacey had gotten his hopes up because that was not the offer he was thinking was going to happen. And I was like, what did like, he dude, think? I was like, dude, you were on a fucking boat for three months. And that's what you probably talked about, right? So it's like, why the fuck wouldn't he offer you a job on a yacht, dude? Like, and if you ain't got nothing else to do, why the fuck wouldn't you take this? I understand. Maybe it's because it'll remind you a lot of the W school. But you know what? You got three months out there of working, talking, smoozing. If you're able to get just a high school degree and then maybe talk it up and be like, hey, man, what do I got to do? Do I got to go get, go to community college, get good grades for a semester or for a year? And then can I maybe transfer? So do you think, because remember, there's two more episodes after this. Do you think there's a possibility that he does follow through and take the bet offer? Or do you think that he just stays in Cape Side? I feel like he has to unless he goes back to Dougie's house or back to his parents' house. I guess the ultimate question comes down to, does he graduate high school or not? Because that's going to change a lot of what his options are. I'm going to say he has to. Okay, all right. I I guess we won't get too hung up on the predictions right here. Either that or he does something like gets his GED. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of options. Uh, We can explore those further later because you know there's going to be more mystery left out there. So he goes and finds Joey and he's like, yeah, it's about being a deckhand, not getting into college. Uh, you should stay here. I'm going to take off. Because he's been watching her be comfortable and float around that room all night long. Unlike the last time when she was all nervous and shit. But now she's got it down. He's like, I'm going to take off. And she's like, nope, I'm taking off with you. Let's get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, Joey, you should just be selfish and fucking stay back here and chill with your people. She didn't necessarily even seem like she really wanted to be there, though. Nah, not really. I'd imagine she'll never be the kind of person who likes doing that kind of schmoozy bullshit with people. No. Because it's just all fucking fake shit anyhow, right? Well, but that's the thing. In a lot of worlds, you got to recognize the importance of being able to walk into a room like that and be fake. That's important. Yeah. That's a part of surviving in certain worlds, Uh, especially in in academia, which is where I'm sure she's headed. So he's going to drop her off, but then she's like, can I just sleep over tonight? And just like, we'll just sleep and cuddle and shit. And, And they do... When she wakes up in the morning, he's not there. He's down by the water. 
Because the man is drawn to the water. He loves it down there. Another reason why, why not take this fucking job? Well, he finally does the thing that Pacey's fucking bad at, and he apologizes for how he acted at the prom, for what he said at the prom. He didn't mean it. He's proud of her and all this shit. Like, so why'd you have to make such a fucking scene, dude? Like, why'd you have to Because he's a fucking idiot. Or at least they write him to be a fucking idiot. Everyone gets their turn. Everyone gets their fucking turn on this show to act like a total bojo. Agitating. But they end up, like, being fine at the end, or at least as fine as they can be in the situation, kind of holding hands in the early morning light, and that's how we leave them. So better than it was at the end of Promicide, but still, they're not together. Like, it, at least it didn't no, imply I feel here. Like they, I, I feel like they stand the best chance of getting back together, unless, of course, Gretchen's school is in Boston. Which they don't say. Well, I don't think her school was in Boston. The one that Pacey went to to get her, which I'm guessing is what she's going back to. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. They didn't say. They didn't say. But I think that was like three hours away. So it couldn't be Boston if it was that school. Well, speaking of her, she's leaving town. I felt like their storyline conclusion was a lot shorter than Joey and Pacey. Who's? Gretchen and Dawson. Because like I only have like three things written down for her. I was like... Uh, no, I got way less. No, I got I got way less for this. Well, it starts out we find out there's a possibility. Speaking of people's summers, that Dawson could get into a summer program at USC and also be gone yeah. early. You know what I mean? Like if he get, if he gets his fucking his doc out there in time, he might get in. That's when Gretchen comes in when he's looking it over, and she's like, "I don't know if you knew this or not, but Gretchen's leaving town, so you might want to go talk to her because her last day at the restaurant is today." Yeah, she's about to ditch town, and Mitch in. Uh, this is a little bit later, but like Mitch is well, like before then though, the like he pops into the restaurant and gives her his yearbook and asks her to sign it, and she's like, "I'm gonna hold on, I'm gonna hold on to that yearbook oh, yeah, for a minute. I'll right. get it back to you." How's that sound? All right, all right, cool, 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 cool. And that's when Mitch is watching the movie, and he's like, "Dude, this fucking movie is the shit." Oh yeah, he he loves it. He marked is- out hard for it. Mitch has become, so there was that period of season two after he stopped being a dickhead football coach and was just a good dad. Like, so many good dad moments from season two of Mitch. And there's been a few instances towards the end of season four where it felt like that Mitch was back. That, not that he's been bad in the interim, because we're well past open relationship Mitch. No, it's just, it's just been, he's just been gone off camera. And it's because they got a fucking restaurant to run. And a baby now to deal with. But that's when he tells Dawson that Dawson reminds him of Brooks. Dawson's like, nah, man, are you kidding me? No way. And it's like, yeah, dude, they basically, you've like mirrored a lot of his fucking experiences that they've shown us. Well, he starts talking about like how they're risk takers, dreamers with the running away with all that. And that's what inspires Dawson. He's like, oh shit, running away, running away. That's the answer. Yeah. And, and Gretchen's like, hey, dude, I'm going back to school. And but that doesn't start for a little while, so I'm just gonna go on like a road trip. And Dawson's like, "All right, cool. Uh, I'm gonna come with you." And she's like, "Uh, I think that's a little bit crazy." He's like, "Well, tell me one reason why it is crazy, and I shouldn't do it." She can't do it, baby. Just say yes. And so like they're yes. gonna go on this road trip, and she's like, "She's like, all right. So here's the deal. You tell your parents, or write them a letter, or do whatever, and then like I'll come scoop you." Or you come meet me here or something like that, and then we'll fucking ride out. Yeah, it seems like he was supposed to meet her there, because he does. He pops up. Well, the night before all of this, she pops over and sees him with Lily. Chilling with Lily. And I think that's when it pops in her head, like... And she says it in, in what comes up, like... 
he's got this little baby. He's got this whole life and all this shit. He don't need to be fucking traipsing around the country with me. I got my own shit to figure out. Again, a winner. But I think this is the right call. I think this is the right call because it's not like they end on bad terms. She's doing it because in the end it will help both of them grow. She's going somewhere else to go to college. He's going all the way to California to go to college. Like They don't need to do a long distance relationship. If they're meant to be together, that shit can pop off again in the future. But for now, they got to live their lives. Yeah, I mean, like basically he just kind of shows up at her place and she's fucking long gone. Yeah. And just a yearbook there with a message saying, I should have fucked you on the beach. I'll miss you, Gretchen. And that, what I liked, this is exactly what it was. And what I liked is it was like a callback to the letters that he used to write to her and that he gave to her earlier in the season yeah. to like win her over. Now there's, you know, the letter in the yearbook with the have a bitchin' summer at the end. I like this. I like assuming that is the ending of those two. I like that that's how they leave things here. Because I don't think anyone's hurt in a bad way. I think it's a good learning experience for both of them moving forward. What are your four pillars, my dude? All right, four pillars. Uh, number one, goodbye, Gretchen. And goodbye, Gretchen. Semicolon is Drew staying around long term? Is Drew hashtag Boston bound? Hashtag Boston bound. Uh, number two. Hashtag Boston bound. We got Graham. We got Jen. We got Jack. We got Joe. We got Drew. I'll go into Boston. So the only major players we don't have locked down in Boston, Dawson, because he's going to be in California, and Pacey, because we don't know what he's going to be doing. And then, uh, okay, we also got the number three, the uh, Official, official, official breakup of both Dawson and Gretchen and Pijo. Official, 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 official. Double official. And number four, in my opinion, this was mostly a filler episode. Tie up some loose ends. I think you're not wrong about that, but coming off of something like Promicide, I think you kind of need to have that to tie up those loose ends. Because remember, we've got two more episodes. And then we got to tie up this whole season. So let's talk about tying up this whole season. Let's talk about your predictions for episode 22, The Graduate. The Graduate. So I could go one of two ways with this. You could even go more ways than that. Well, yeah. But my my number two things that come into mind with that are one, Pacey, duh. And two, bring back Andy. We're bringing back Andy. But okay. So I, I say, why not both? Andy's I think that's a great question. To be a graduate. And she's all like, man, I really miss my Florence Familia, but I got to go. I got to walk. I got to get that diploma, baby. And then the main the main one, the main graduate, Pacey Witter, he's going to graduate. He's going to graduate? He's going to graduate. I'm glad he's going to graduate. Damn, motherfucker, I can graduate. I'm going to be a senior when I was actually just a junior at prom. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Anything else for the graduate? I mean, there's going to be other things that happen, but I feel like the main thing, is, the main driving force is the Pacey's going to graduate high school. Okay. All right. And Andy will return. All right. So now the season finale, episode 23, CODA, which is the term C-O-D-A, uh, the concluding event, the end of something. 
the end of high school. Coda is the end of high school for the for these group of characters. It's we already had somebody die. I guess I can't rule out another death. People die in this show a lot, apparently. All right, so let's be very let's be let me be very specific on this in some questions that I ask. What do you think happens with Pacey and Joey at the end of this season? How do they leave things off? Joey, I'm assuming, you'll assume, is going to end up going to Worthington, because that's the path. Correct. So what what does Pacey end up doing? Pacey is going to take that job on the yacht. Okay, all right. He's got to, in my opinion. He's got to save up some money so he can go to community college in Boston, because he is also hashtag Boston Bound. Oh, so now we got everyone except for Dawson in Boston. So that brings me to my next question. There's either one of two things that can go with with uh, um, Pacey. He's either hashtag Boston bound, like I assume, or he is um, going to Cali, baby, with Dawson. He's got to rekindle his best friendship with Dawson and go to Cali and just try to figure it out, right? So let me ask you. I guess that leaves you with Pacey following Dawson, so they're good by the end of this. Now, what about the main heartbeat from the beginning basis of season one relationship, Dawson and Joey? How do they leave things as Dawson goes to the other side of the country? For the first times in basically their their waking lives, they will not be there in the same place as each other and not even be able to just drive to hang out. How do they leave things? They'll exchange cell phone numbers when they both get cell phones. Do you think that this is going to be the moment that they both get cell phones and exchange numbers? Yeah, they're going to need to. They're going to need to talk and text and keep in contact the way that best friends should. Okay. So cell phones, I like that cell phones are playing a big part of your prediction here. Um, They're not just banter for the episode that I get frustrated with and you fucking love. Now it's part of the prediction, which I fucking love. Which I fucking yeah. love. Yeah. You want to hear a bunch of other things that I fucking love and I hope you fucking love? You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to 50randyquades.com. You can go to Spotify, but you can most importantly go to 50randyquades.com. You can also follow us at 50randyquades on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook, and you can go to 50randyquades.com. So coming the 1st of December, you will be treated to our next uh, 50 Randy Quades episode next. It is the next. So next is next. Episode of 50 Randy Quades, and it stars the one true god, Nicolas Cage. But we only have one more episode left of season four. And it's not a three-pack as we just covered, so come back in for the two-pack. We might have a little extra flavor for you that we'll get discussed on that episode, so stay tuned. Don't worry about it. Go to 50randyquades.com, see what the fuck is up. Let us know what the fuck is up. And what we're going to be doing, what you should be doing, what everyone in the world should be doing until then, we We be be creaking. creaking!